1: Good evening, Bucknutters. Welcome into what we learned live following... Whatever the heck we just watched there, Ohio State's 14-3 to loss to Missouri in the Cotton Bowl, embarrassing. It reminded me a lot of the Outback Bowl, Cooper's last game. I mean, there's so much to get into. Like, is Will Howard going to be a Buckeye? Is Ryan Day going to make serious changes to his coaching staff? A lot of people are calling for Ryan Day's head. I mean, he's not going to go anywhere, but um, there's a lot to get into. Very poorly coached. I know you're down to your backup quarterback in Devin Brown. Which is really like splitting here since I was supposed to be neck and neck anyway with Kyle McCord. It still looked way too vanilla. The little bit we saw from Brown and Keenholz gets in there. Looks like he was not even prepped to play. Very poorly coached. The offensive line, not good. Doesn't help that all of a sudden Enoch Vamahi's in there. Let's bring in Heath Schneider. Peter, how you doing?
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. I've had uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. I've been worse. Uh, But I have been better. This was a tough one to watch and I enjoy a defensive game, but I don't enjoy offensive ineptitude and we can we can take a look like there was so much coming in this game that had intrigue that gave us ideas of things that could go right things that we want to take a look at. One of them, of course, was Devin Brown, Uh, not a fair sample size for, for him. Uh, so that, and of course, he got hurt. You had to bring in Keenholz. He showed us that he is really not ready. Um, you know, six months ago he was graduating from high school, so I get it. But man, uh, tough one, tough one to watch uh, right off the bat. And uh, I guess if I'm if I'm thinking about this and trying to understand things uh, as we go into this off season, which is a a difficult off season when you've lost your last two. Um, you know, questions in the off season. Yeah, obviously the who comes back, who do we get in the tr- in the portal, uh, who's the QB at this point? Um, you know, and I guess larger existential questions is you know, is is this program at a crossroads given the high level of play of play and performs that we've been at nine out of ten years in the top six, and and now. You've you know, you don't have a, a definitive quarterback going in the next year. I give grace. I absolutely give grace for uh, some of the Michigan stuff over the last couple of years. Right. It's it's a it's a legit thing that happened. I get it. But that doesn't change the fact of where what the trajectory of this program looks like right now at this moment. Bax, welcome to the
1: show. Hey guys,
0: how we
2: doing?
1: So a lot to get into, but let's get into this because I know you and I were texting about this. Did an NIL collective get the starting center suspended for the Buckeyes?
2: If Ohio State is so soft to sit their starting center because he did an interview, then shame on them. I don't know what else to say. Uh, so
1: that's what Coach is- Day you're saying. That's on. That's not on the N. That's not on the collective. That's on Coach Day, is what you're saying.
2: He didn't say anything in that interview that was unacceptable.
1: I, I didn't tell people about the interview. I don't even know, but it was on 1870, right? It's what?
2: Uh, what, whatever, what was he, whoever what was hosts said? the B&B podcast, and it was quickly taken down. Clearly, somebody in Ohio State had an issue with it. And the most notable thing Hinsman said was, is that Matt Jones was going to get some snaps at center for his NFL film. That's all fine and dandy. Uh, and then he said some stuff about, like, you know, Miami offered a lot of money to kids, and that's why we lost recruits, which, duh, everybody knows. Miami's paying kids a ton of money to go lose to Rutgers in the pinstripe bowl. Great. Uh, But nothing that was said in that interview was anything that a coach with any spine would suspend a kid for. And if you watched our offensive line where Matt Jones, God bless him, who has been a solid guard for the Buckeyes for a number of years, did not know how to read the call on who was what on defense. And there were free runners all night. All night. Absolute shame on Ohio State for not starting their best offensive line, especially when Devin Brown got hurt. And you're putting in true freshman Lincoln Keenholz, who had like four throws, maybe three throws, maybe where somebody wasn't ready to kill him and he was running backwards at 4,000 miles an hour. It's an absolute embarrassment. If that is truly the case why Carson Hensman didn't play in this game, then All of the things that Michigan fans have said about Ohio State being soft-ass, whatever, they're true. I don't know what else to say. This is the worst O-line performance Ohio State has had since the Bowman days. And it's a self-inflicted wound if we're not having the captain of the O-line, the guy who makes all the calls at center, who was very good all year in Carson Hintzman play because of an NIL interview. I hope it's not true. But Dave, Heath, we watched it tonight. It was
0: it, awful. So Heater. I guess my question is though: is that a compliance department issue, or is that a day makes the decision, or can day try to trump it? I, I don't think he can. I don't compliance. think it's a
1: compliance issue. I, I was at compliance. Like compliance. Yeah. I was just about to ask you though, Heater. You're a you're a military guy. You're a yeah. you know, follow the rules guy. Where do you land? Like, if if you feel like Hinsman stepped out of line here, and if he did, does the punishment fit the crime? Like where, where I, are you at? You at? I don't think he did. I don't know what the rules
0: were going into it. Uh, I don't know what the what you know what the rules of engagement were were. Uh it doesn't feel like that's what it was. It feels like that's a it's heavy-handed, but I don't know all the details. It feels that way.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get into a quarterback. Guys, I, I expected a lot more. Even from Keenholds, it looked like they didn't even get him prepared for the game. You know, and I know Devin Brown got knocked out early with the sprained ankle. But backs, I mean, I expected more. The little we saw out of Devin Brown, he didn't look good. And then I expected more out of Keenholtz Uh man, just very, very disappointing. And the offensive line was lost. Probably had a lot to do with the fact that they're breaking in a new center. I, you know, and then that puts not just Matt Jones is breaking in center, not even new right guard as well. So you get two new starters basically.
2: Yeah, it the was a, offense. It was it was like a chicken and an egg, like. Jones couldn't recognize whatever the, the defensive scheme was in front of him. But then Vamaki was like a matador with on a lot of blocks. He got beat left and right. He was he had a bad game. And at the end of the day, a lot of times, what if Henson makes the right ring and Jones is the better guard next to him? That might have helped a lot. It's hard with the quarterbacks in this game because Devin Brown barely got a chance to show what he could do. He was four for six before he got hurt, but they were all short passes. And then Keenolds was running for his life on half these throws. And a lot of them was him throwing off his back foot and like, Oh my God, there's pressure in my face, but there was a couple other plays he made. And, and there was one, you know, what happens if that Jalen Ballard pass that Ballard did not high point whatsoever. Um, what if that gets completed in the first half and Ohio State's all of a sudden in the position to get some extra points. You never know how this could have gone, uh, but I, I can't really give you a lot on the quarterback Dave. We were thinking this game was going to be, is this what Devin Brown's future is? Is this Devin Brown as a starter or not? As a starter is Lincoln holds You know, we didn't even expect to see him, and it's hard for me to get a read on him tonight because I thought the O-line was just that bad. And when you're a quarterback and you have no time, Kyle McCord behind this line. Everybody's like, you know, Kyle McCord's giggling from Syracuse watching this horrible offensive performance. But what happens to McCord, who has absolutely no ability in a pocket? He's getting sacked left and right. So uh, I'll be honest, guys. It feels very much to me like we chose willingly not to play our best O-line tonight. And the quarterbacks are really hard to analyze because they were running for their lives all night. And Missouri had routinely eight, nine guys in the box thinking, well, Trey's going to run the ball or Xavier Johnson's going to run the ball. And Ohio state did nothing creative outside of maybe one or two plays to slow Missouri down. It seemed like we had no answers whatsoever. And a lot of this comes back on coaching guys. We, we, we can, you know, 10,000 point. 10,000 foot view on all this to me is we've gone two full coopers in a row. You lose the Michigan, you lose your bowl game. That's not acceptable. I, I I really can't go much further than that. That's unacceptable.
0: So, so my take, my take on the, on the quarterbacks, and then I'll come to the the two full coopers. Great line. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Keenholds, uh, not, not ready. He's clearly not ready, although I'm shocked a little bit like what you did, said, Dave, that you would have thought that he would have had some sort of preparation. It looked like he came in and had no idea which way the, the team was going, which direction are they going uh, on the field itself. I Coming into this game, I thought Devin Brown, and, and you guys have heard me talk about it this year. Uh, I've written about it, etc has has appeared to me to be Belisari 2.0. Small sample size today, four of six for twenty yards. I I'm not moving off of Belisari 2.0 yet. He he everything he does seems to be very uh chaotic. Uh he's (laughs) everything uh he seems Can like he cover a a kickoffs every time he drops back? He's in a panic. Can he every play time safety? <laughs> Can he play <cover laughs> safety? Can he cover kickoffs? That's the question. Uh, Lincoln Keenholds, I I give grace uh, in the sense that six months ago he was graduated high school. However, hey, guess what, Lincoln? That's on you. You decided to stay your full year in high school because you want to graduate with your guys. I get that. I understand that. Everybody here went to high school, but seriously, you backs had
1: bigger didn't. fish to fry. Back skipped it. That's um, backs, like backs went straight from junior high to to college. He was like, "Dude, you geez. know,
2: I may be a rain man, Dave, but now Heater, can I jump in real quick, and then really? I'll your away. Yeah, no, you're good. Let, let's let's ask what the last two years with our quarterbacks have looked like, right? Um. When we had C.J. Strouds and Justin Fields, everybody was super duper copacetic and happy in their top 12 picks in the NFL draft. You know, this year, Kyle McCord didn't get better. Keen Holtz looked utterly unprepared. Brown looked utterly unprepared. There's got to be a reflection at a certain point about, you know, we've talked about how Ryan Day's a quarterback guru. And look how good the quarterbacks have been under Corey Dennis. But is this a byproduct of just we got two really good guys in a row? Yeah. And Ohio State has not remotely prepared the other guys that are not just built-in studs. That that's
0: a that's a fair that's a fair question to ask, uh, and I think uh, there's probably merit to to saying that's indeed what it is, right? But at the same time, you had what I think in Stroud is a generational talent. I think the guy is amazing. I mean i i oh, went yeah. to the I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame a week and a half ago, and his jersey's already there. Uh, no joke. It's in the middle of the of the current day NFL stuff from his uh, record-setting game of 400 whatever yards. Uh, and when you look at when you look at uh, Fields, not a generational talent, but such a superior athlete that he could just go out yeah. there and out athlete everybody. Right? You don't have that now. So now is when the medal is tested on your core on your coaching staff to say whether or not you actually are good at coaching quarterbacks and you're a quarterback whisperer. The early results say. No, you're not.
1: All right, let's Zero. get into the boys. Will Howard, who wants to go first? Raise raise your hand. Who wants to go first? Oh, Bax. 100%. <laughs> the teacher calls on Bax first. Then we'll get Heater after that. Bax, Will Howard, is he coming to Ohio State, and do you want him to come to Ohio State?
2: I want him to come to Ohio State, and can we pay whatever it takes for four more offensive linemen to play with Carson Hensman? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think
0: it's think coming to the to Go ahead, State. Heater. I, I think he's coming to Ohio State, but I don't think anything's locked up uh, either uh, with him coming or uh, with whatever playing time he might see in the future. Because while I told you all season, don't sleep on Lincoln Keenholz. Uh, now I have to say, don't sleep on Aaron Nolan.
3: Heater,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I was with you.
2: I, I love Lincoln Keenholz as an idea. <laughs> But he's clearly not ready. He's yeah, just clearly he's not ready, head ready head after much of tonight. the
1: Looked like he wasn't even coached up. They're in there throwing no. like Hail Marys Look, or something. Like they're, they're in there throwing like 15 yard hail Marys. It's like
2: oh when God. when he had like three snaps with time to throw, he like off of his back foot and stepping into his throw. He looked like a quarterback. But yeah. I I don't know if Keenholz is bad or the offensive line was that bad. And honestly, guys, after watching the O line tonight, I came into this night thinking we would talk about there's gonna need to be a few changes on Ohio State staff. After tonight with this O line, like what is Justin Fry doing to justify his salary and his job?
0: Yeah, yeah. That that, the O line scheme, the O line blocking uh, was terrible. We can we can chalk up part of it to you know your starting center wasn't there, but the other piece is once once Keenholds went in. They put eight in the box, they knew it was going to be a run. Look at that every isn't time that one where they started every 5 time. yard line and finished at the one yard line. If it wasn't for a 15 yard penalty, uh, we'd have been kicking with our back foot on the end zone or on the back of the end zone, right? It when when the defense knows, I uh, tie it back to Michigan stuff when the defense knows what's coming, uh, it's certainly easy to prepare for that play,
1: isn't it? They didn't need to steal signs to know it was coming tonight.
3: I, no, that's what I was
1: like. They eventually did. I was like just throw it deep. There was one that they I was like just throw the same before the pass. Just throw it deep no matter what and they did and Jaden Ballard, I don't know if you call it a drop,
2: a DB. It was a low point catch, Dave. Here's what happened on that play. Ballard's feet were barely off the ground. A, a receiver that jumps yeah. to that ball catches it. It's a yeah. bad play. I don't know what else but to say. Point
1: is, they needed to do more of that, and not when it was completely obvious that they were going to run lose two mm-hmm. yards. I joked on Twitter: "If you are going to do that bullshit, just take a knee. we will only lose yeah. one yard instead of two because they were they were run blitzing like crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Right. I mean, like heater. I mean, like am I? Uh, when I say this is." And I know thirty-one to nothing happened. We were there covering it. You and we I were, were together there, you know, in that spaceship in the middle of nowhere in Glendale. I know thirty-one nothing happened. That was in the playoffs against the eventual national champion Clemson. Yeah, yeah. this one seemed more embarrassing than that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment. It felt more like the Outback Bowl Cooper's last game. Cage of
2: Ryan Brewer.
1: It felt <laughs> like that. that. That's the embarrassment level because. This Missouri team is not the eventual national champion. Yeah, they're ranked ninth. They're a good team. They're not Clemson of 2016. This is the most embarrassing Ohio State bowl game that I can remember. They're worse
2: than Penn State.
1: So so 31 to nothing
0: is worse. Uh, 31 to nothing is worse because you had a third-string quarterback who is a true freshman playing with only five thrown balls the entire season that's the difference when you were in the playoffs 31 nothing was a spanking uh and i i got to watch it from a suite at the 40 yard line yes it was you did. terrible <laughs>
3: you <laughs> talked your way
0: you talked your way into that yes you did
3: <laughs>
0: uh yeah i 31 nothing is much more embarrassing to me this reminds me uh somewhat of uh 34 it wasn't a bowl game but 34 to 3 i think it was against usc uh, yep, that at USC, felt like we couldn't do anything. It felt like the other team was just better. Uh, I, I was no, there for no, that the, one, the one too. It all, yeah, uh, the bright side of it all is, you know, we h- held them to 14 points. Unfortunately, it came on two 90-yard drives in the last 10 minutes of the or the last uh, what last quarter and a half of the game.
2: They're all in the fourth quarter. Yep.
1: Thank you. Once yeah, again, because the offense can't do anything, just like the Michigan game, the defense gets worn out. I'm not. I don't want to give the defense excuses, but the defense was lights <laughs> out until late. I mean, the really? offense needs to step up. They, the offense is doing nothing. I mean, my God. I mean, it, in 2014, it took the third string quarterback. They won a national championship tonight. Look, like the third string quarterback was like a JV high school quarterback. Like he had no coaching. Offensive line not coached up well. I'm concerned, Max, that Justin Fry is a buddy of Ryan Day. You want
3: my
2: answer on it, Dave? Uh, yeah. We are officially a soft program. I'm going to say it. Ryan Day, I got bad news. I've been a supporter my the whole time, but you cannot go two full Coopers in a row. Do you want my assessment on the offense? Every coach not named Brian Hartline needs to go. Every single one. Tim Walton can't keep his top recruit two straight years on the r- running back position. Sorry. Uh Justin Fry, this is Carson Hensman sitting this game is unacceptable, but the talent level around him is also unacceptable. Recruiting's part of your job. Sorry. Corey Dennis, the first year you actually have to coach up a guy in 5 years because guess what? Haskins, really good first round pick. Fields, really good first round pick. Stroud, really good first round pick. The first time we actually have to have coaching help us. This is what we get. Sorry, Corey. By the way, also a buddy. it's Urban's son-in-law. And then Fleming on defense. I mean, sorry, on special teams. How many times do we fair catch the ball inside the 10 tonight?
3: I like, know, what are right? we doing? Yeah, how many penalties do
2: we have on special teams tonight? Like, at this point, also strength and conditioning. Well, how many times have we burned out in the fourth quarter of the last two, three years? Mickey Marotti was the very top edge of this field when Urban brought him in. But the field changes in 12 years, man. At this point, if Ryan Day is not willing to drop some bombs on this program to make us better, there are wildly too many buddies. There are wildly too many. It's okay. There are wildly too many excuses. Here's what happened. Two straight years. You lose to Michigan and you lose a bowl game. Every offensive coach, not Dame Hartline, special teams coach, strength and conditioning staff and pick someone on defense. I don't care who. We need to get a lot hungrier, and we need to get a lot tougher because this was a soft-ass loss. Also, one more thing. Jack Sawyer was fantastic tonight. Got to give him credit. He was
1: awesome. you, yes, yes. I, gosh, I mean, that was going to be the lead if they had won this game. Jack Sawyer coming with three and a half sacks has three in this one alone. Bax, I'll get you out of here. Thank you for your thoughts, my friend.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks. You Bax. know what? It's always yeah. darkest yeah. before the dawn. <laughs> yeah,
1: chat with Bax. Get some Swenson's. Bax loves, Bax loves some Swenson's,
2: right? Swenson's is fantastic. They're a great sponsor, and I'm not getting paid to say this. <laughs> you
1: gotta get a little Swenson's. Just go to Swenson's, say Bucknuts, you get a free milkshake. It's it's, that, it's a great deal, guys. guys. Appreciate it. All right, it, see you guys. Peter, any last thoughts before I get you out of here, sir? Yeah. I yeah. Uh, J Book, by the way, welcome to
0: the show. J Book. J Book, good stuff.
4: What's up? What's up, guys?
0: Hey, uh, so last thoughts, right? Uh I'm not I am not on the train of blow it up. Uh <laughs> or blow up most of the coaching staff that uh, backs is I, I love how Bax comes in. He got, he has a hot take, he has an emotional take, uh, and, it, and it's a spirited take. However, uh, you are still, yes, we lost two games last year, we lost the last two games this year, but you're still a program that was one missed field goal away from a national championship last year. There is no doubt in my mind we would have waxed TCU last year. Everybody in America knows it. Uh, it was a shanked field goal away from a national championship you can you can argue about whether or not uh, we uh, you know that was a portion of the season that or the the two games that that uh, at the end of it all we are now on a downtrend I don't believe it I believe that this program is still has opportunity to um make small changes as we go through I don't think you have to blow up I do agree with him on, on uh, some of the take, the offensive line coaching, etc. cetera. Uh, I think there is opportunity for us to get tougher, but I don't think it's a soft program yet. Uh, uh, and I don't think that we're driving toward soft. I think that we are still a a program that is in the top 10 when we should be in the top five, given the talent that we have. That is in part
1: coaching, and uh, we need to fix that. Heath Schneider, my man. In Amsterdam, my Royale man. with cheese. Have a Royale with cheese. Royale MOU with you. Have a Royale with cheese on me. My Appreciate man. it, bud. All right. Bye. My man in Amsterdam. All right. My man in Scottsdale, Jonah Booker. Jeez, that was embarrassing. Where do we start? Um, can Will Howard get here fast enough? I mean, what,
4: what's on your mind most, my man? That was probably the worst offensive line performance that I have ever Witness watching Ohio State football. I, I I'm gonna come in here, Dave, and I'm not gonna to try to lose my mind. I mean, I've been fired up for the for the last three hours, four hours since this game started. But that was bad, man. That that was some bad football. I mean, holy smokes, Justin Fry, what? In, whoa, hey, you can't have that at a place like Ohio State, man. Um if you're Ryan Day, there's no way, and I just tweeted it out, there's no way you can look at this coaching staff and say, Hey, let's run this back. I know he's good friends with Justin Fry, but that was probably a worse performance than anything that Stud or Jim Bowman have put out there on the field. I mean, I I, I have no idea why they shook up the offensive line in the first place. You look at Matthew Jones playing center for the first time there's free hitters all over the place nobody coming. nobody picking up blitzes it, it was it was a. it was a pretty bad performance from the offensive line dave really
1: bad let's bring in patrick murphy patrick uh what did coach day say about the carson
5: hensman situation situation was he suspended Uh, I was not in there for that part of it. The setup here is, is not ideal with the way that they do the post game. Uh, so Ryan Lincoln and, uh, Jack Sawyer were talking at the same time as the guys in the other room. Uh, From my understanding, he didn't address it too much. He just said that, that Missouri was bringing zero blitzes. They were unable to pick those up and that's concerning going forward, um, I certainly think that uh, it was strange. I mean, I think when we first saw that Enoch was at guard and and Matt Jones is at center, the thought was, okay, maybe you're just giving Matt Jones an opportunity to showcase he can play center for the NFL, but you said that for the last month, you're going to do whatever it takes to win the game, so it's very strange that he did not then follow through with that and and kind of go back to the offensive line that worked uh, you know, moderately well, at least, for, for most of the season especially when you lost your starting quarterback and you're asking a freshman to go out there and make plays. Um, so unfortunately I don't have an answer. If he did say it and I find it in the, the the video when I go back, I will, I will definitely put it out on Twitter. I'm sure it's already out there if some people were in there, but uh, yeah, it, it did not make sense to me. I thought for sure they'd come out in the second half and, and change things back up. Um, I do believe he said Hinsman was available uh, from what someone told me, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a weird one, no doubt. Jay, but what do you think, make of
4: that situation? Go ahead. I think I think Patrick hit it right on the head. You got a first-time starting quarterback out there. The last thing that you want to do is put him in a bad situation where you're putting an inexperienced unit that has never worked well together, um, uh, have never worked together in a situation to where, hey, they're running zero blisses. Ryan Day said they're running zero blisses. I didn't see Ryan Day give his quarterbacks an opportunity at all. If you're knowing they're running that, leave a tight end to block. Yep. Leave Trevion Henderson into block. You can't. It was a numbers game all day, Dave. Seven, eight-man front. I mean, at, at a certain point, I, I was counting, and I pre-framed it. Michigan had 10 men in the, block, in the box. They were not even disguising Missouri, a blitz. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Missouri. They weren't even disguising any type of blitzes, Dave. And, and you look at it, why change up your offensive line when you're one your quarterback who's never started to gain to be comfortable in this type of atmosphere? It just made absolutely no sense. Um but Ryan is gonna have to ask for this. He's gonna have to answer for this, Dave. I mean, the fan base, they are not happy with what they're seeing. You're talking about back to back years losing to Michigan. Losing a New Year Six bowl game is just not good enough at a place like Ohio State, and I, and I think Ryan Day has probably missed his window for a national championship because you look at C.J. Stroud, a generational type of quarterback. You look at dewan Jones, was starting it in the NFL. You look at Paris Johnson, a top ten draft pick. You look at Marvin Harrison, all of the wide receivers. The Big Ten is only going to get more difficult. You have an expanded playoff. His window was right now, and I think that window might have closed on him. But he has an opportunity to lift it back up. But it's going to require him to make a lot of tough decisions because what you see from this coaching staff right now, there's absolutely no way that you can say, hey, this is good enough to run it back for another year. Jay Book, we'll get you out of
1: here on this. I'm going to get Patrick in here so you he can get back to work. Um, I'm going to get your final thoughts. And I'm going to get your thoughts on do you think Will Howard's going to be a Buckeye? Just I'm going to get your final thoughts on whatever you want to say, my friend.
4: I, I will say this. I think we all wanted Devin Brown to come into this game and to play extremely well. I have major concerns about his durability issues. I don't know if you can build a program around Devin Brown. Great kid. All of the all of the all of the players seem like they galvanized around him, but with his injury history, I don't know if you can build a program around him. Right now, everybody should be on on walking a, a tight line. If you can bring in a Will Howard, you can bring in a Cam Ward, you can bring in somebody who's gonna elevate that quarterback room. I'm at the point now, Dave, you have to do it.
1: J Book, thank you for your time, my friend. Good insights.
4: All right, I'm man. Happy. Take
1: care. Talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, JB. All right, Patrick Murphy, let's bring in Steve Hellwagon as well. Patrick, where are you at with the Will Howard stuff? Do you think this is legit? Do you think he might be a Buckeye? Do you think he he should be? Where where are you at with the Will Howard situation?
5: I think there's certainly uh, interest between the two. Um, I started looking into him a little bit more. Ironically, Missouri played Kansas State, so I watched that game. Uh, He played pretty well in that game, but looking at his stats, watching some of the – even some of the highlights – I honestly don't know how much better. Other than experience, I don't know if he adds a ton. Uh, you know, he threw for less than 3,000 yards this year. Now, obviously a very different offense. He, he's a guy who can run some. Um, Cam Ward, another guy that I don't, you know, first of all, I don't think that's happening. I think that, I don't think that was ever a thing Ohio State was interested in. He turned the ball over too much. I think that came from the Cam Ward side of things, hoping that that would, you know, I don't know if it I don't know what the reason was, but I don't think Ohio State was ever interested in seriously in that maybe they kick the tires a little bit. But, you know, to me, if you're gonna go get a quarterback, well, let me start that over. I think if if you've evaluated Devin Brown, because this was supposed to be our evaluation of him, you know, us that don't see practice every day. And, and obviously we didn't get that. So if you've evaluated Devin Brown and you don't think he's ready or you don't think he's the guy, then I do think you need to look in the portal. But I don't know if you need to just bring in a guy Unless you just want to have a fourth quarterback to compete, and they've done that before with with guys that certainly weren't intended to be the starter, um, you know, th- there's not a guy in there right now that I look at and say, "Yep, that's the guy." You know, there's not a Justin Fields. Um, you know, I think there are some quarterbacks that have been rumored to maybe be interested in uh, in the transfer portal. I know the Tulane quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. Um, There was talk about would he enter the portal and play one more year or or try and go pro. If he did, I think Ohio State would be interested in a guy like that who's who's put up some really big numbers at a smaller school. But right now it just doesn't – unless you're just out on Devin Brown. And and from what we've heard, it sounds like Devin had a really great, you know, last month of of practice. Denzel Burke just a few minutes ago was talking to us about how he felt so bad because Devin was – his words, balling in practice – and then he didn't get it to go out and show it. And I know those first two drives didn't didn't go well. I think maybe if Devin had settled in and he'd been able to play the full game, maybe we start to see some of that. Um, so, I don't know. You're, you're in a tough spot here because the run of quarterbacks has been so good and it's, it's starting to teeter a little bit. I mean, let me ask you guys this. Would you have taken Kyle McCord today? Because I think I would have over what we saw.
1: Yeah, I mean considering Devin Brown got hurt, I would have. If I would have yes. taken a healthy Devin Brown probably for the entire game. But yeah, sure, Lincoln sure. Keenholz didn't look ready at all. Steve Hellwagon, what are your main thoughts from this? And game? that's a
5: problem. That's a problem, Dave. What, it is. I know you're I know you're preparing to I, I heard they said on the broadcast that there wasn't a plan to play Lincoln, which I think is silly because this is right. a bowl game that didn't you're matter. But play. right. Yeah, and you, you needed him yeah. to be ready at least. And obviously Devin's a first-time starter, so you gotta get him a lot of the reps. The stuff we saw here on this field when we came to practice was a lot of Devin Brown. Uh, Now, we didn't see very much, but you – I don't understand not having Lincoln more prepared. Um, Easier said than done, obviously. There's only so many reps you can take in practice, and Devin needed those, as I said. But, you know, I I do think you started to see a little bit from Lincoln in the second half, but it would have been nice if he were more prepared and ready to go uh, in the first half.
3: Dan, Dan, I'm right here. Steve, when you're ready,
1: go. I'm curious to get your thoughts.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, we've seen worse. Uh, Florida, forty-one to fourteen. Uh, Clemson, thirty-one to nothing. Uh, you know, we we've 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 seen worse, been through worse. Um, I think this is one of those shock you to the senses moments. And again, you don't want to overreact in a moment like this. But this this proves again that in this era this transient era of college football with guys changing teams at the drop of a hat, uh, you know, you got to have the next guy ready to go. And they clearly didn't. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. They they got a lot of, they got a lot of tough decisions they need to make on who's coming back uh, staff wise. Is he getting the kind of support he needs from the coaching staff I'm not sure that he is in a lot of positions. They, they, they fouled guys on the Missouri coverage team twice on fair-caught punts. I mean, uh, you, you, you know he's fair-catching it. I know he's fair-catching it. Why are we blocking somebody in the back or holding somebody when we know he's going to fair-catch it and give him a free 10 yards? Why, why are we doing that? So I would think that's the end of the line for for that guy. Uh, I I don't know, you know, delay a game on the first punt of the game. I mean, you know, you could watch the first play and knew they were going to go three and out. I mean, what – I mean, they – you know. I thought the defense played amazing football for three quarters and then, you know, it's kind of like that Clemson 31 to nothing game when you eventually figure out your offense is not coming to your rescue at any point well just human nature you spit the bit a little bit this was different than Michigan Michigan you know warmed down in the fourth quarter whatever it was then that did happen here today but they were left for dead obviously and it's nobody's fault i mean you know what 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 can you do i mean you're put in a position where your quarterback quits the team because you didn't like you know what he was hearing from the head coach and you know they are two plays from playing for the national championship, and now here they are, you know, leaving here with one of the most embarrassing showings that in the offensive line, you're starting from scratch there. I don't care who comes back and I don't – all jobs are open. The guy who makes your offensive line calls all season is standing as a healthy scratch on the sidelines. I Apparently Ryan Days told the people in the press conference that Hinsman hadn't been playing well. Well – I don't know, guys. You know, so
1: Enik Bamahi was playing. Well, give me a break. He was obviously suspended, right? Are we gonna, are we being real like. here? Or are That's we are we gonna be fake? Like. I he, don't know being real? He was suspended, right? That's
3: what it seems like.
1: I yeah, Patrick, yeah, I know you've I'm, been on here for a while. I want to get your final thoughts. Patrick, what are I mean, what am I leaving out? What are some things you want to get off your mind? Something from the press conference, something from the game.
5: Uh yeah, one thing uh that you know, we went into the players' room. Xavier Johnson, um, I think it should be mentioned and, and maybe this isn't the time to really talk about this, but guy was in tears talking about you know just his career, six years here, uh, you know talked about how he came in a, a, a boy you know and, and left a man uh, talked a lot about his faith. I really respect him for, for really opening up and, and talking to us. He played you know he did everything they needed him to do in this uh, in this game and, and I know that's not what people want to talk about right now and I understand that, but I wanted to mention it. Um, I think also, you know, we, we were talking this quarterback thing. You've got Aaron Nolan coming in, right? I And you shouldn't at Ohio State have to start a freshman quarterback. But if he's really the number six quarterback in the country, and, you know, we've seen it. Look at a, you know, Tua Tagovailoa coming in and winning a national championship. He's definitely I, – I wrote something a couple – couple well, last week I think about how he's going to have to be in the quarterback competition unless they bring in a transfer portal quarterback. Now I think you definitely want him in there if he's what you, you know, what you recruited. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people think he is. Uh, Steve, you mentioned the defense, you know, you, you just eventually run out of gas when you're having to, to just over and over and over again, get these stops. And you're back on the field so quickly. Uh, a lot of those times, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for that. Uh, I think we, you know, we're talking about coaching staff changes. You know, even some of the guys who have been successful here, I think you look at and ask, you know, is is it getting to a point where, you know, things aren't working the way they once were? Um, you know, I think you really have to look at everything here, uh, and I agree with Steve. This game isn't the end of the world. You lost your quarterback. You had to play a freshman that wasn't ready to go. You know, that's not the problem. But th- the problem is, we've been talking about a lot of the same things all season, and, and they're not getting better. And uh you know, so you, you've got you've to take a hard look in the mirror. It's going to be a long, strange off season, I think, for this team. And, you know, you hoped you would at least go out of this game with a win, even if it was ugly, and be able to go in the offseason with some positivity and, and still have to evaluate a lot of things. Now you're going in with no positivity. You scored three points in a bowl game. Awful reasons for that, you but
1: for, um oh, go, I, ahead.
5: go ahead. No, you
1: that's good. That's good out there a little bit. All right, thank you, Patrick Murphy. Appreciate it. All right, he is Patrick Murphy. Steve, what else do you want to touch on? Man, I mean, I'm I'm in the camp. I think Will Howard is gonna be a buckeye now. I'm just betting. I feel like there's there's a lot of smoke there, and I'm buying into it, especially what I saw out of the quarterbacks tonight.
3: Yeah, I suppose so, and this is a guy that won a Big 12 championship at Kansas State last year. Is is he the the guy that puts you over the top to win the national championship next year? I don't know. I don't know that to be true. Is he uh, better than Devin
1: Brown and Lincoln Keenholz and true freshman Aaron Olin is all I want to know? Well, no.
3: As, as I heard you say, you know, it's worth kicking the tires, I suppose, and see if there's any interest. Again... He's won games at the highest level, uh, won a conference championship uh, when the Big 12 was still something. And uh, so, sure, you know, uh, give it a whirl. You probably run the risk of losing Devin Brown if you do that. Um, what does that really mean? I, I don't know. I mean, we just – this could be a case where we're never going to find out what he was capable of uh, because he's just going to be the in-between guy who never got the shot it looks like if they bring in Howard and then, you know, what does that say for Keenholz? What does that say? You know, as you'd say, Nolan, it'd be hard to expect a true freshman to come in and play right away. But, um, you know, it's, it's been done other places with some degree of success. And, uh, you know, again, Ohio state is a 12 team playoff team every year. It's not, Worth ripping everything up, but you got to rip some things up. And uh, I think that's readily apparent. What business as usual ain't getting it done. They got to start over on the offensive line. And uh, I've been very vocal on the defensive line. They came to play tonight, played great. They did allow the quarterback to escape contain three or four times. And as I wrote uh, in the preview and in the 10 questions, that was going to be critical. You had to pressure him and contain him. And they pressured him, but they did not contain him, and so uh, that was defeat in a game where the difference was razor razor margin. That was defeat. So uh, that'd be the one thing the defense did. Obviously, Styles and Burke bit on that hard play fake to Cody Schrader on the deep pass, the fifty yard pass. That really, you know, that that's that's the one where Ohio State finally on you know or late in the third quarter finally blinked. You know the defense finally finally gave up the one big play that turned the entire game, and they scored two plays after that. And uh, you kind of had a fatalistic view of the game at that point that Ohio State wasn't going to be able. Uh, they got it from their own twenty out to the forty, I think, uh, to the maybe the Missouri forty, and had to punt it away. But never really threatened after that. Uh, so you know, got got it, you know, down there the thirty-five yard line, maybe with three minutes to go but uh, just couldn't take it the rest of the way and, you know, too much, too little, too late. And uh, really, you know, not much you could say, you know, as, as Lincoln keynote said, this was a great experience for him, even though it wasn't, you know, a a good game for the Ohio state team, but for him and his development, it was, you know, just a a huge step for him to be out there in that situation. So we'll see what, uh, what he's able to do with that going forward. Let me get you out of here on this.
1: A lot of people are being very critical of Ryan Day. I have no doubt that Coach Day is going to be the coach next year. I don't think he's going to get fired after this game. But um, what do you say to people that are being extremely critical of Ryan Day?
3: Well, he's 57-7. and They just signed the number three class in the country. They got an outstanding field Stroud-type quarterback coming in at least in terms of recruiting rankings. I mean, we'll get to see him in the All-Star game, hopefully next week or this coming week, and maybe get a better feel for what he's all about. Um, you know, you, you, you can't you can't just punt on the program because of a couple small setbacks. That doesn't get you anywhere. So um, you got to continue to ride this path. But having said that, he has got to embrace – Change, and uh you know, harp
1: Steve might have frozen up on us there from a t and t stadium. We'll see if we can get Steve back while we're waiting on Steve. Don't forget to go to Swenson's and get your free milkshake. Just mention Bucknuts, go to Swenson's, mention Bucknuts deal runs out Sunday, so do it either late tonight. Sometimes Saturday or sometimes Sunday, go to any Swenson's Great Ohio Company, great burgers. It's really good stuff. Onion rings, fries, fantastic milkshakes. And you can get a free small milkshake. Just mention bucknuts. Let's get all right. Steve, let's get Steve back to work. All right. Well, guys, I think. I don't know. As I said, as I was just saying to Steve and Patrick, I think if I had to bet right now, Will Howard's going to be a Buckeye. I'm here for it. I want to see it. Um, And it does tell me a lot that this young man, you know, was one of the best quarterbacks in the portal and hadn't made any moves. I don't think Ryan Day wanted to do it before the bowl game. You add it all up. I mean, it does seem likely. It seems more likely than not to use a legal term. More likely than not that Will Howard will be a Buckeye. Again, no sure thing. I'm just saying if I had to bet one way or the other, it does seem like Will Howard. It's definitely trending in that direction, to say the least. Um, so that'll be interesting. That would at least uh, kick off the uh offseason in a good way for the Buckeyes. Like Patrick said, though, it's not like this would be like Justin Fields coming to Ohio State. So let's be clear about that. But he's really good, though. He's really good. If you're wondering, you know, obviously from Kansas State is where he played, but he's a Pennsylvania kid, Pennsylvania kid, Westchester, Pennsylvania. So would we'll be coming home to a certain extent. Six, five can throw the ball. Well, can run. Not that Ryan Day runs his quarterbacks anyway, but uh, people are like, well, look at this. Look, look at these interceptions and this and that. It's like, imagine him with Ohio State's wide receivers and playing in a Ryan Day offense. Well, I say I say a Ryan Day offense. I m- might need to stop touting that after what we saw tonight. And I know it was with his backup quarterback and then his third-string quarterback, but still, I mean, that was remedial offense, to say the least. How about when Devin Brown could barely walk and they flanked him out at wide receiver and ran the Wildcat? Really, went even when he couldn't walk, he didn't put Lincoln Keenholz in there. It literally took them... Devin Brown going to the locker room for Ryan Day to finally put Keenholtz in there. It's like, you're just going to leave Devin Brown in there, even though he couldn't even walk? Ridiculous. I mean, remedial offensive coaching. It's It feels like they're missing an adult in the room. You know, Kevin Wilson was that adult in the room, which if you know... I don't know. I shouldn't say I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, it's, I'll just say it's ironic for me to put it like that, that Kevin Wilson's the adult in the room, but still I'll, I'll, I'll stay with it though. It does. It feels that way. I mean, you got a young offensive coaching staff. Fry is young. Heartline is young. First year offensive coordinator, who's not really an offensive coordinator because day is the offensive coordinator. Very few successful head coaches call plays. Most of the successful head coaches are CEOs. Not all, not all. I'm aware of Andy Reid. I'm aware of many others. I'm aware of Bill Walsh. We're going to go back. I'm, I'm aware of these guys, okay? But who's the goat in college football? Nick Saban. What well, was he a C- CEO? He doesn't call plays. Um, so Hartline is the offensive coordinator, but he's really the wide receivers coach. You got a young O line coach. You got a young offensive coordinator. You got a young head coach who's really the offensive coordinator who goes out of his way to talk about he needs a head coach of the defense cuz he doesn't want to take ownership of the entire team. Um it feels like they need an adult in the room on the offensive side of the ball. I mean Tony Alford is uh Alford is the adult in the room right now. You know, he's the elder statesman in the room and I love Tony Alford. Uh they need another adult in the room on the offensive side of the football. Um I mean the tight ends coach is like they just promoted him from quality control coach. Here we go again, it's gonna be a long off season, my friends. Let's hope they get Will Howard because that again, that'll at least like get things going in the right direction. at least we can, you know, act like it's going in the right direction. And maybe Ohio State will get some good news that guys are coming back. There was all these positive vibes coming into this game that, um, oh, look, all these guys are coming back and Ohio State was underdogs. Now they're favored by three. Now they're favored by four, now they're favored by five. They were favored by five by kickoff. Jeez, you're thinking, oh, the Sharps know something. They didn't know anything. They didn't know anything. And I don't know if it would have been that much different if Devin Brown would have stayed in the game healthy Devin Brown. I mean, I'm sure it would have helped. It obviously would have helped. I should let me be clear. It would have helped because Lincoln Keenholz was not ready to play at all. But, I mean, like, Devin Brown, it wasn't looking like they were going to, like, get a lot of stuff done with him in there. Uh, it would definitely would have been better than what we saw with uh, Lincoln Keenholz in there. I don't even put that on Lincoln. I mean, it just seemed like he wasn't – um coached up enough. The coaches didn't have him ready. I don't know how you don't have your backup quarterback ready. He's what to be one thing not have your fourth string quarterback ready. You get three guys hurt. It's like, what are you going to do? You're down to your fourth string quarterback. Dude, this is your backup quarterback. He's one play away. How is he not ready? How is he out there throwing it? Like It looks like he was throwing a 15-yard Hail Mary on his first pass. My goodness gracious. And actually, Keenolds made a good play one time to throw the ball away. It looked like the coaches were trying to get him killed on a third down play no protection he made actually made a good play to you know not get killed and to throw the ball away with not getting a you know intentional grounding just disappointing all the way around and you know i thought jim Knowles and the silver bullets were kicking butt for pretty much 3 quarters but man you only can do that for so long when the offense is doing nothing you know eventually you're going that's going to wear your defense down and yeah the defense didn't play well late but their defense was dominating and that's going to, I mean, anybody who plays sports, you guys know, I mean, I mean, that's demoralizing when you're dominating your opponent. If you're the defense and you know, you're like three fourths of the way through the game and you're getting nothing out of it, it's going to take something out of you. I'm I making excuses for the defense. You're damn right. I am because the defense came to play tonight. The offense did nothing. The offense was an embarrassment against a pretty shoddy Missouri defense. Missouri's offense is actually pretty good. Look at the national rankings. Missouri's defense is not good, but you wouldn't know it by watching tonight's game. So There you go. It's going to be a long off season. I want to thank all of my guests tonight. Heath Schneider, Matt Baxendell, Jonah Booker, Patrick Murphy, and Steve Hellwagon. So there you go. As back said, this was a Cooper special. You lose to Michigan, and lose the bowl game and do it in an embarrassing fashion. Jeez. Listen, Ryan Day, for those that are wondering, is Ryan Day's job on the line? Not right now. It's not. No, he'll definitely be Ohio State's head coach in 2024. He better not lose to Michigan for a fourth straight time, especially with the new AD coming in, especially with the game being in Columbus, especially on the heels of this embarrassment. Get it together, Buckeyes. Appreciate you guys being with me. Thanks again to my guests. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your weekend. Happy New Year's, Buck Nutters.